Welcome to the Metal Cell Podcast. And that was um, a fantastic track to kickstart your day or night or whatever time you're listening to the show. That was Dirty Power with Oh God, which will be released on the 2nd of April at 5pm. So the video looks pretty cool. I just saw a clip of it there. And of course, it's featuring gorillas in suits. Who doesn't like gorillas? I always think back to that fantastic Baylor video as well with the lads uh, hammering around on skateboards in gorilla suits. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. So shout out to Brendan, who's the singer and guitarist, Marik on bass and Jerry on drums. The last time they played Cork was February this year with Audible Joes and Facto Tem. I think um, they could be working on a new material in relation to an EP or an album. Uh, just keep an eye on their stuff. Uh, you can find all their um, news on Dirty Power on Facebook. And they also have a website, www.dirtypower.com. There's a hyphen in between the dirty and the power. And they also have a Bandcamp page as well. And if you went there, you will see that they released another album in 2018 called Notions. Um, you could describe... 30 powers probably loaded with heavy rock riffs and big grooves and uh, and sing-along choruses, I would say. Uh, interestingly enough, they were formed in 2013, uh, so they've been around quite a long time. And Brendan emailed me to say that there was an actual instrument prelude to the song which I played there, and they came up with that on the day in the studio. So that's pretty cool. So best of luck, lads, and um, thanks for sending that on to me. Also, um, I want to give a big shout out to Trevor and Cranium Titanium for hosting the Irish Metal Pole Awards, something that we all needed, really. Um, we miss metal so much, live gigs, etc. So it was a joy to watch Trevor, and he did a fantastic job hosting those awards and uh, giving us all something positive. Um, he also wanted to thank as well D Flynn of Seven Eights Creations for the awesome certs designed for all the awards. The show is up still um, if you want to view it on Cranium Titanium, the Facebook site. If you don't know the winners, I'm just going to call them out there quickly. So Band of the Year was a tie and it was Conjuring Fate and Arjuna's Eye. Lads, both bands are terrific. Simple as that really professional and both bands have terrific merchandising and great albums out which leads me nicely along to album of the year and that was a really um tough category to come out of and conjuring fate curse of the fallen won it fantastic well done there lads next ep of the year great pals of the show great stag the boats so congratulations there lads uh, single of the year, um, there was a lot of competition for this. I thought myself Hunting Ground by Ten Ton Slug would win it. But Conjuring Fate came in again with No Escape. Uh, great single, great video. Well done, lads. So that was three in a row. So everybody was wondering, could they possibly get a fourth one? And sure enough, they did. So album artwork of the year was Conjuring Fate, Curse of the Fallen and... 
it featured Kim Horner, uh, who did the design and concept artwork for it. And it is brilliant. Kim is on later on in the show talking about that. Well done. Fantastic stuff. Media side of the year went to Overdrive. Well done, Orn. Uh, Festival of the year naturally went to Siege of Limerick. Uh, congratulations, John and Kieran. Uh, promoter of the year uh, went to DME Promotions, which is H and uh, Walter, also known as Pete. Um <laughs> Fantastic stuff there, lads. Venue of the year, Fibber McGee's. Again, um, you just hope sooner rather than later we'll see live acts playing in Fibbers. And for international release of the year was Slipknot. Uh, less said the better. And last but certainly not least, uh, the award for radio show podcast of the year uh, was a two-way tie. In at first place was Ian's Rebel Radio on Phoenix FM and my show, The Metal Cell Podcast. It was really cool, actually, because um, Ellie, Ruben and Helen arrived in when Trev was going through the nominees for that category and to come in at number one, which, surrounded by my family, was just a really, really uh, lovely moment. And they deserve a huge amount of thanks. Ruben for doing all the draws with me and Helen for understanding the time it takes to do this show. I also want to thank my co-hosts, Jack, Evan and Danielle, Alex from uh, Las Vinci and everybody else that gave me advice throughout the year. I can't name you all. I'll just um, Andy Clark, especially. I'll definitely give a shout out to Andy Clark and also um, Rich Embry over in Pure Rock Radio for uh, having me on his roster of shows and I get one out to him every Thursday without fail. So um yeah, delighted with the award. All the nominees do a great job spreading the word of Irish metal. And uh thanks to everybody that appeared on the show as well. And we move on. So bad reputation have come good and given us something to be cheerful about. Yes, on August the twenty ninth Intriguingly titled 13 Candles, Blood Incantation from America, CZLT, Malthusian, Zealot Cult and Gallock are all coming to play in Dolan's in Limerick. So that's a fantastic lineup and it definitely will be a very special night. So tickets are 20 bucks and the sale date has to be confirmed naturally enough. Um, in other news, um, following their critically acclaimed album Empires, which was released last summer, Dundalk-based contemporary metal crew Words at Burn have struck a deal with uh, UK and EU booking agency Empire Music. So well done to Ronnie and the lads for that. Empire Music have released a little spiel and it says Empire Music is pleased to welcome Words That Burn to the roster for UK Europe bookings. I feel that we are going to make a great future ahead of each other's partnership and we can't wait to show what we're working on together behind the scenes. So well done everybody involved in that deal and I'm sure we'll be seeing more about it in the future. It'll definitely open um, a bigger market for words that burn definitely in relation to the UK and Europe. I also want to give a big shout out to Paranoid Beast Promotions, Mark Morrissey and Con Doyle. Um, they have 10 hours of original Irish heavy music 
uh, available on their Bandcamp page. So there is seven compilations um, ready for you to purchase and download. And you can actually name your own price to download the compilations. So the whole idea behind it is um, basically to fundraise money to put towards future vinyl releases of bands from the Irish heavy metal underground and beyond. And I just want to quickly run through the compilation. So volume one is the birth of the beast. Volume two is the eye. Volume two is the evil eye of doom. Volume three is hymns to the Morrigan. Volume four is sonic visions of the gale. Volume five is dawn of the Dagda. Volume six is pagan rites to Crom Crook. And volume seven is Crom Crook rising. So, as I said, 10 hours of music in there, and uh, be sure to check it out on Paranoid Beast Bandcamp page. So, after all that news, I think we should have um, some music. And it is a new band called Witch Kicker, and these girls know how to kick ass. This is their new single called Nature, Nurture, or Resent. Enjoy.
Yes, indeed, that was Witch Kicker with their brand new single, Nature, Nurture and Resent. Anyone thinking of kind of, of Guns N' Roses, early 90s, sleazy rock venues, you, you could f- get that kind of buzz about Witch Kicker that you'd probably find them there playing support to Motley Crue, you know, that whole LA gun scene. Yeah, I really love that sound and that riff. Wow. Great stuff, girls. For those that don't know much about them, they're a brand new band. They were formed in October 2019. They're an all-female metal quartet based in Dublin City. So they're saying that they were inspired by the likes of Deftones, Rush, Gojira and King's X. Um, I'm hearing other stuff as well coming through. Um, the single was recorded at Tracksmix Studios um, in Dublin by Josh Sid Robinson. So uh, that track is there on Spotify and it is also on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. So it's called Nature, Nurture or Resent. So the girls were supposed to play The Gathering and of course, unfortunately, that was cancelled. But they do have um, a good few gigs behind them. Uh, They've played for Sectiles album launch, which was on the 28th of February this year in the Grand Social they've played Limelight in Belfast and went down a storm Fibbers in Dublin and Pharmacy in Limerick as well would you believe so shout out to Laura Mo, Debbie and Carly and that is a great track girls just wishing nothing but success and of course there's no gigs coming up in the foreseeable future for people to check out Witch Kicker unless they do a Facebook live broadcast that mightn't be a bad option and uh, showcase some new music by them. What I think is mad as well is that we went to a gig as in the East Cork Metal Militia, as we like to call ourselves. Um, we went to see Testament, Exodus and Dead Angel up in the National Stadium. And since then, um, the drummer of Dead Angel has COVID-19 and... I think Chuck Billy, the singer, also has contracted it. And Gary Holt, who, as you all know, is the guitarist with Exodus and up to maybe two or three months back, uh, Slayer. So Gary got it as well. And me and Gary go back a long way. And here's a story to cheer you up at my expense. So many moons ago, I think it was, it was November 2005 in the Krushkin Lawn in Cork. Exodus were playing with Flatline and Sirocco. Shout out to Jim of Sirocco. And um, we were, myself and Timmy and a few other lads, we were all in this tiny packed venue. And, you know... We were literally overheating in there. It was crazy. And Exodus were playing there. I suppose the Krushkin lawn would hold maybe 100 people max. So that will give you an, an idea of the size of the venue. So, of course, we were up at the front. I don't think there was a barrier there. And if there was, no, I don't, I don't think there was a barrier there. The stage was probably maybe three foot high. And there was monitors maybe pushed in front to keep us um, from landing on top of the band. Um, Rob Jukes was the front man back then with Exodus. And I think it was the shovel-headed 
um, tour, shovel-headed kill machine tour. It's one of those legendary gigs, basically, for us all that were there. I think now at this stage, it's probably 500 people saying that they were there. But, um, yep, so they played a killer set, and I can't believe I'm telling the story. But anyway, so the band, you know, stopped. There was high fives for everybody that was closest to them. And then they kind of had to go off to the side, which was down by the men's toilets. So, yeah, so we all headed to the bar and we just waited and watched myself and Timmy to see if we could catch Gary Holt. And sure enough, he started coming through the crowd and eventually he made his way towards us. And Timmy was first up and, you know, shook him by the hand, saying, great gig, Gary, you know, fantastic, loved the new album and such. So I was just patiently waiting in the background for my chance and uh, sure enough he came up and I shook his hand and you must remember now as well that we were fairly drunk and I was looking for a different angle completely because my daughter was probably four years old and at the time and I was just thinking because I read some article um, about Gary Holt talking about his daughters you know so I thought that would be a good angle to say something stupid <laughs> which which I definitely achieved because as I was shaking his hand you know and saying great gig you know I just went so Gary you know how how's the wife and kids you know and he looked at me and I just went again so how are the wife and kids you know and he just pulled his hand back and goes what the fuck is your problem and Timmy heard this and was just looking at me going what are you fucking saying and I just went Jesus I'm only asking a question and Gary just looked at me and he goes fuck you man I'm just after getting divorced and you asked me about my wife and kids and just fucking walked past me and half shouldered me walking past and then just fucking anybody else <laughs> that was waiting just got the fucking daggers and he just made just a beeline straight for the fucking tour bus and just stayed in the tour bus and I'm sure um, all the band members probably got it <laughs> got it as well off him and yeah and I got it off to me going you know, what the fuck made you say that to him? And it was just me, again, being a fucking nerd, just having to research, over-research something on somebody and trying to connect with somebody as well, a father of a daughter. But no matter what I say, even on this podcast, I can't get out of that fact (laughs) that I fucked up. So... If Gary is listening out there, you know, apologies, Gary, and I hope you get well soon. So the main part of the show is about art and T-shirts, and I'm delighted to hand over, first of all, to Kim Horner. And as I said, Kim got an award um, for her great work that she did on Conjuring Fates um, 
album cover, Curse of the Fallen, she gives a great insight into the whole concept of the work that she puts into Conjuring Fate. And she also has done work with Skypilot as well. So over to you, Kim. Hey, I'm Kim Horner, and I recently won Best Artwork in the Irish Metal Poll Awards um, for Conjuring Fate's new album, Curse of the Fallen. And just want to say as well, congratulations to Richie and the Metal Cell podcast for winning Best Radio Show. I've been doing graphic design for about 13 years now as part of my day job and as part of my hobby, which is creating artwork for metal bands here in Northern Ireland. Um, as I'm not in a band myself, I've always wanted to be able to help and support the bands in the local scene. I initially did a bit of band photography back in the day, but realised my strengths actually lay in designing artwork for CDs, posters, merchandise, etc. So Conjuring Fate, um, I've worked with the band since 2006. And the main reason for that is that I'm actually married to the band's guitarist, Phil Horner. So for the band, I've designed three album covers, five t-shirt designs and a host of other merchandise. The band have worked so hard over the years, building up a great following and, of course, getting the record contract with Pure Steel Records in 2017. I think the guys and I have both worked really well together over this time um, to create a really strong and consistent brand. I take influence um, from the likes of Halloween and Mob Rules album covers. Um, the drummer of Mob Rules, Nicholas, actually designs their artworks and I'm a big fan of his work, um, especially the album Tales from Beyond. So the process that goes into creating artwork usually starts with listening to the band's um, material and going through their lyrics so I can pick out um, possible ideas for themes. I'll also talk with the band themselves, getting their thoughts. Um, and from there, then I usually mock up a cover concept and see what the band think, which in most cases, they're usually pretty happy with what I've come up with. From there, I'll proceed with creating the high resolution version of the cover and using the visual concept I've come up with, I'll adapt this to carry it on throughout the inner booklet, uh, the disc itself and the tray artwork. I'll also ask the band to fire me through everything they have, logos, lyrics, thanks, social media handles and band photography. So once we're all happy with everything, um, I'll send the band the print ready artwork and then they'll get it off to print and duplication. I love getting new projects to work on and I love researching different themes and coming up with a visual concept that reflects the style of the band I'm working with. Um, I've recently worked with bands such as Sky Pilot, So Long Until the Seance and Roscoe's Riot. I've actually done two CDs now for Sky Pilot um, and their latest day front is one of my favourite uh, artwork pieces to date. It's kind of a pop art atomic age theme, which is really up my street. Uh, so that's it, really. Um, thanks to Trevor for organising the awards and, and huge thanks to everyone who voted for myself and Conjuring Fate. Um, the band also won three other awards um, in the Irish Metal Pool Awards. Um, it really means so much to us right now, especially with how crap things are at the moment in 2020. Anyway, thanks again. Um, stay safe, everyone. And if you're really bored, um, check out Kim Horner Design on Facebook. So thanks a million, Kim, for that. And check out all her stuff. Like, it's really different. I mean, the Sky Pilot one is certainly completely different to the Conjuring Fate one. And she also has done a really cool one again for Roscoe's Riot. I'm delighted she got the award. I think it's early days. I, I don't even think we've seen the best of her work yet. So, um, you know, best of luck, Kim. And thanks for appearing on the show. Moving on to another incredible artist and someone that we love having on the show um, is Colin Bulger. 
there's like loads of um, examples that you could use in Colin's work. And I was at his art exhibition, which was a huge success. And one of my favorite designs um, he did was appeared on um, a T-shirt and an EP by Grey Stagg called The Guide EP. The T-shirt is iconic. There's no other way to describe it. It's one of the most recognizable Irish metal T-shirts out there. And again, I contacted Colin to see if he would just um, give us a few insights into the whole design of the T-shirt and what was his thinking behind it. So over to you, Colin. Hello, fellow metalheads in Ireland and across the world. Richie's asked me to give a little breakdown on the process that went into making the first grey style design I did for their EP, The Guide. Um, I suppose I follow a similar process for most of my artwork, especially when it comes to creating something for a band. Usually I'll ask them for as much content as they can give me, be it lyrics, um, perhaps they have the album or the EP recorded and they can send that to me initially, which is great. Grey Stagger are great for that, actually. Um, if not, demos, pre-production demos, anything, you know, images of album covers that they like, colour schemes that they're fond of, anything like that, even symbolism that maybe is important to them as a band, something from their practice space that I can work in, anything. I, I feel the substance is what makes images come to life, whether or not you know the substance that was put into it by the artist or the people involved in creating it. So I just love that side of things, um, collecting all the, all the information. So, yeah, when it came to the guys, um, Matt is, you know, I, I believe the lyricist for the most part. He uh, is very visual. He, I, I mean, him, I think, have similar ways of using words in a metaphorical sense to to create a cool environment for a song to live in. So, um, yeah, I just went through the lyrics. There was a lot to do with hunting, to do with wolves, to do with the gnarly, organic side of that beastly vibe that you're trying to get across with music. So I obviously said I'd play on that. The Heart of Gold stood out big time as well, so I figured that that would be the centerpiece in a lot of ways and it would act as somewhat of a logo or the insignia that would carry the visuals of the EP forward and the lads kind of took that and went with it, which was great. So, um, yeah, overall, it was a pleasure to create. I just wanted to get something, you know, I wanted to get that mood across like this music for the most part is dealing with the frustration in life or misgivings or, or failing yourself or others failing you or you failing others whatever the negative things that are going on in your life or the negative cycles that you're trying to break out of heavy metal music is a cathartic way of breaking down those barriers so um i tried to do that with the image where it's it, you know the guy in it looks upset he doesn't look uh too happy with what's going on but um you know, he's got all these powerful animals around him and he's got, you know, a look of determination in inside all of that darkness that he's dealing with. Um, so, you know, personal stuff as well that you put into your art to try and uh, break free from those tall patterns. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much the tall process. The only other thing that I feel we're mentioning is when it comes to the colouring. Uh, colouring, sometimes you, you want to have a simple colour palette and that's very hard to do and even with this i actually spent a load of time coloring it in full color and then i just realized that it was just taking away from it and um 
I kind of wasn't allowing myself allowing myself to use grey. And then when it was all coming down to it, I was like, ah, I have to. It, it makes perfect sense. And the grey and the gold, just simple, striking, strong. I'm so happy how with how popular that T-shirt um, and overall merch design came out for the guys. They had me work on their second EP, which is cracking. You should, you should just check out the guys. Um, whatever you're doing, just stop. Listen to the guys. They really deserve your attention. And big shout out to Richie for creating this amazing form for people to talk and express how they feel and the history that they've experienced in the metal scene in Ireland and abroad and wherever it may be. I think you're all legends and I'm just absolutely delighted to be a part of it in any way I can. Um, it's a crazy time right now. Hope everyone's safe. Uh, we're all going to miss the riffs, but uh, I think everybody that has a guitar is at home writing more. So really, really looking forward to getting back gigging and truly hope that you guys are safe. All right, take it easy. Thanks for that, Colin. There's certainly loads to take away from the short um, clip that Colin uh, gave us there in relation to Grey Stags, the guide EP. Um, it's fascinating stuff. So there you have it. He was working with the lyrics that uh, Matt gave him, um, the darkness of the the hunter, that inside all that darkness that he's dealing with by surrounding him with animals. Um, it gives him this determination and find some positivity through it all. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And also with Colin working with the colors as well, you know, sometimes less is more and him just settling on the gray and the gold. Yeah, brilliant. It leads us nicely into another artist that worked with Colin in designing the new uh, Zahora album, Mortals. And that person is James Sheridan. Um, haven't seen a lot of James's work. Again, he's another artist that you feel his best work is ahead of him. So um, I'll just let James give you his whole story, his background, and um, see what you make out of it. So over to James. Hey, my name is uh, James Sheridan, a.k.a. Dead X Actress on Instagram, and I'm an artist currently living in Galway, Ireland, and I've been creating artwork for different bands around the country for the past 10 years or so. I was born in New York. Uh, I grew up on Long Island where I had a pretty normal childhood. My mom, my sister, we moved around a bit, but uh, I used to collect comic books and pretty much learned to draw copying things out of them. By the time I hit my teens, I was pretty into heavy metal and punk music, uh, record covers and poster art, uh, t-shirt art started becoming a big deal for me. I remember there was this used record shop near my high school called Mr. Cheapo's and I'd basically go to school every day and not eat lunch and just take my money and go buy records instead. So uh, music was a really big deal for me growing up. Um, it was around this time in high school I started uh, discovering hardcore punk and going to hardcore punk gigs, uh, which were having a moment in the early 2000s, I think, particularly where I lived on Long Island. Uh, all ages shows were a big things, so my friends and I, 13, 14 years old, got, uh, got to go to a lot of gigs from a very early age, uh, got exposed to a lot of really cool music, and uh, yeah, it was an incredible time. Hardcore punk really uh, made an impression on me, just the way that uh, your favorite bands would basically just be booking their own gigs, promoting their own gigs, making their own merch, selling their own merch. That was really uh, interesting to me, and just the shows were just so exciting. Bodies everywhere, people just throwing themselves around the place. Uh, it's just an incredible time. So 
Around 15 years old, I guess I would suddenly move to Ireland with my family. And uh, that was interesting. We moved to Ennis County, Clare, of all places. Uh, so I definitely wasn't thrilled with that decision, but uh, I relaxed a lot when uh, I started meeting people in bands and realized I had more friends here into good music than I did in New York. So uh, almost straight away, I met this American guy, Sean, and Sean was in this thrash metal band called Spare. So everybody knew Spare was the best band in town. They'd be playing Slayer and Metallica covers to perfection while everybody else was trying to not fuck up with their new metal or Oasis riffs they were trying to learn. Uh, so Spare basically went to make a record and they're doing, doing it in a proper studio and asked me to do art, which is maybe 2005-ish. So I think Sean downloaded a pirate copy of Photoshop for me and I made my first album artwork for Spare's Darkness Rising. And that was a really big deal for me, even though it was awful. And I think it looks like a pixelated video game graphic from the 80s or something. But uh, it was really rough, uh, but the guys were pretty happy with it, and uh, at least they were nice enough to say so. Um, but yeah, I guess that was my first ever job. So uh, after Ennis, I moved to Galway, uh, moved in with my mate Fish. Uh, he was friends with the guys in Olinkus, uh, so got introduced to them. But at the time, they weren't called Olinkus. This is like yeah, 2000 seven maybe they were called foobar uh and foobar used to come through our youth center when we were kids they used to play gigs and it was always a big deal when foobar played because the same as linkus they were actually legit musicians like they were tight you know they were very good at their instruments and uh yeah most of us in bands just weren't so uh no it was like watching a legit band play uh when they come through and uh, I remember it was a big deal that uh, Rory, their drummer, uh, was 12 years old at the time and just infinitely better than most 18-year-old drummers. Uh, he, they've all always been super talented dudes, and it's amazing that it's actually still the same band to this day, 15 years later. But, uh, yeah, anyway, got to know those guys a bit, but didn't really... Uh, get working with them for another couple of years. Uh, I guess when I was in Galway, I was going to a lot of hardcore gigs. I met uh, this guy, uh, Evan. I think people know him as Tebbles. He was in a few bands at the time, got me to do artwork for one of them, the Christ Punchers. And that was probably my first job that I was super proud of. It was a pencil drawing of the band getting eaten by zombies, which uh, I still have somewhere. I actually love that drawing. But yeah, no, I did, uh, did work for Christ Punchers. Uh, did another one of his bands, Them Martyrs, a couple of years later. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of hanging out in Galway, not taking anything too seriously. Moved to Dublin for a little while, hung out there. Moved to London. I guess it was around 2010 when Olinkus got on to me about doing artwork for them. So they changed their name from Fubar to Olinkus at this stage, and their sound had really, really tightened up. They turned into this kind of chaotic hardcore, kind of like... Dillinger kind of converge kind of vibe to it. I loved it. Like uh, it was exactly what I was into at the time. So dove into that, and yeah, I've been doing artwork for them ever since. It's been a really good experience, and uh, you know, I love what those guys do. I'm a fan, you know, and it's been privileged to grow with them over the years. You know, every time they release something, it's uh, you know they just up their game so much that you know I feel like I have to up my game, and you know, yeah, definitely found a lot of myself as an artist in, you know, working with them.
So a couple of years later, doing work on their next record, The Crossing, and Josh from Olympus is setting up Feast down in Galway with my friend Shane. And the two of them want to book and promote gigs, uh, just wide variety of artists, everything from death metal to uh, math rock and everything in between. So they get on to me about doing poster art for them. Uh, and yeah, that just turns into a regular thing I start doing. You know, it was a great opportunity to put my art out there, to explore different styles, you know. Uh, not everything was, uh, you know, death and doom and gloom, you know. It was some uh, some more quirky, kind of, you know, brighter kind of styles I had to explore with certain bands. And that was, that was a real challenge. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it made me a better artist. It uh, also opened me up to just, I don't know, I guess the whole Irish scene. You know, before I knew it, I was doing work uh, for bands and promoters in Dublin and Galway and Cork. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 been a really cool way to connect with people and uh, to form relationships. You know, I've gone from, I guess, being a fan to just being actively involved in different scenes, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a cool, uh, cool job. So I guess the last big project I did was Aura's Mortals, which just came out this week. And... Uh, I've been so excited about this. It's it's kind of been in the making for the last, I guess, couple of years. But uh, yeah, it's by far my most detailed work. I think the themes running through Mortals are incredibly dark. Colin gave me a great brief when we started this, and he was very specific that the themes need to be translated through the art. You know, there's addiction, there's abuses of the church, there's suicide. It's just very, very heavy stuff. And I didn't really hold anything back with this. And I think it ended up being my best work to date. You know, the record also happens to be probably my favorite metal release this year. The music and Colin's voice just sound incredible. It's an epic step ahead of anything they've done. And I'd say that as a fan for a long time, you know, just uh, go check it out if you can. So I'm always up for working with new bands. I recently did some work for Worn Out from Cork, uh, who I've been a fan of for a while. That was really exciting. Uh, I think we're going to do more stuff together. Uh, Rust of Nation out of Dublin, great band, got on to me there about doing a single artwork. They have a new single coming out, which is one of the catchiest heavy tunes I've heard in a while. So really excited about that. On a non-metal trip, my friend Sean, I mentioned earlier, plays in an uh, Afrobeat collective called Yankari in Dublin, who draw big crowds. I did single artwork for them recently, I uh, was really excited about that. Boko Tono in Galway, great math rock band out a great EP there. Uh, Baylor and Cork, I'm always doing stuff with those guys. They're just one of my favorite hardcore bands. It's always a privilege working with them. Yeah, so always working with like a wide variety of artists and styles. Yeah, just always looking forward to new projects. So if you want to get on to me, my uh, handle on Twitter is at deadxactress, Instagram.com. Email address jamesheridanart at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Google me, whatever. But yeah, uh, thanks so much, Richie, for having me on. And everyone, take care. And that was the very talented James Shard. And thanks very much, James, for coming on the show. Found that interesting that um, Colin gave James the brief for Mortals. And, you know, again, you heard James, how happy he was with the brief in relation to teams, concept, lyrics. Colin gave him everything that he required um, to complete the artwork for the album. Now we've got um, some music coming up and it's from Draconius. Just to remind you all again, listeners, that their new album will be released on the 3rd of April and it's called Blessed by Embers via Hostile Media. 
So check out all their um, social media sites, Facebook, um, hostilemedia.net will be the place to go to buy the album. And I want to wish the lads best of luck with the launch. And this actually is going to be another exclusive for the show because this song is of dusk and of power. And I believe this is going to be the next single for Draconius. So enjoy.
absolutely top class. Once again, Draconius and of Dust and of Pyre. The new album is coming out on Friday. Blessed by Embers. And thank you, Saul, for sending on the track to me. And also, their deluxe box sets have sold out, which is interesting enough. Fair play to everybody that bought them. And keep an eye on social media on Friday for more about the launch. With so many quality t-shirts and artists out there at the moment um the more i think about it my favorite one of the lot is zealot cults and i have mick carey from zealot cult talking about how he got in contact with paolo girardi the way we got to work with paolo is um we're kind of talking about who we get to do the artwork and whatever and we wanted something more kind of old school something that was painted yes like a fucking like a classic old school death metal album cover yeah cool you know, no, the likes of Dan Seagrave and stuff like that is far beyond our fucking reach like I mean cost yeah, a fucking yeah, yeah. bond to get someone to get and Ed Replica was Ed probably Replica and all that like. and even still like you can see them they're kind of sneaking digital in there they like, are of course they know, are so yeah fuck that like yeah. so <laughs> but Paolo Grardi stuff like I have a couple of albums at home like the Diocletian ones and he did the artwork on him and the artwork is absolutely insane so Jay was up my house one night and I was going this guy pulled out the Diocletian cover. Then we started Googling loads of his stuff. So and it's just mind-blowing. So, so we were like, fuck it, yeah, we'll contact him. So Jay got in touch with Paolo. He was talking to a couple of other artists as well at the time. I can't remember who they were. But Paolo came back then. Like He goes, like, yeah, I'll do it for you. So Direct contact? Not through record con- label? No, or direct nothing. contract. Yeah, just contact. Just hooked up with, like, sent a message on Messenger. There that's, you go. that's the glory, the beauty of fucking social media. Yeah, and and... Let me tell you, for young bands out there, this is a prime example of just going contact the guy directly. Go on, Mick. Yeah. So, so he came back and he said he'd do it, and that if we wanted, we could send him lyrics and send him song titles and stuff, and he'll work off of that. Then, so we sent him sent him a bunch of lyrics. We sent him song titles as well. And he worked away on it. But there's a funny story about the artwork. Like we set up a group chat on fucking messenger <laughs> with Paolo Grardi in it with the band okay, yeah. and fucking one of the lads in the band thought it was just a regular fucking band chat or whatever <laughs> and a lot of Grardi's work like you'd have dicks painted in there and stuff like that so fucking one of the lads was like, Al- it was actually Alan yeah I'm gonna fucking n- shame him now here <laughs> but uh, Alan goes like so Paolo Grardi's doing our artwork he goes brilliant he goes hope there's like fucking loads of cocks all over it he <laughs> so Grardy then replied back and I didn't even know he was in the chat and he's like um, an apocalyptic landscape full of cocks he goes I'll do it he goes it'll be fucking amazing so Alan actually then bounced back out into the actual band chat and go what the fuck when did you tell me he was in there we're like ah fuck it <laughs> <laughs> so we got chatting to him then along there and he's that's kind of fantastic. yeah so he's kind of asking like what's the concept behind the songs what are they about and it's all it's all about religion it's all about persecution fucking torture mm. typical death metal stuff yeah yeah, so he based the artwork off of that then. Like so it's an original piece? Yeah, he commissioned it, yeah. That's mind-blowing, yeah. lads. No, he has, he has the original piece over in Italy. Like I know, but I mean, he's yeah. he kind of made that on the, on, on the information you gave him that's and, it, yeah. and listening to the lyrics no, and songs. That's, he sent us back brilliant. an original draft of it, right? And there was like this, do you know on the album cover, there's like this Inquisitor character. Like yeah, kind exactly. Of yeah. The robe and the hat or whatever. Yeah. He wasn't originally in there. It was right. like this kind of big fucking barbarian dude with an axe. Okay. He was cutting some fella's head okay. off. I thought it looked savage because I was like 
binge watching Game of Thrones at the time. It was about <laughs> fucking four seasons yeah. in after two weeks. <laughs> you know, so I was going, ah, oh, that's brilliant. The lads are going like, nah, it looks like fucking He-Man or something like that. <laughs> so Classic. he came back anyway. So the lads are kind of going, oh, not happy with that character there. It doesn't tie in okay. the concept of the album. It's more about kind of fucking mind control or whatever. And so yeah. he goes, ah, I get you or whatever. Right, so okay. He came back to him with this inquisitor kind of character. Yeah. Like, it actually works. Yeah. It works very well. It works well. really good. Like, because ultimately it's a collaboration between the band and the artist and it's working together to get to the final goal which will be the piece of art representing the band on the album cover on the t-shirts you know the whole side of merchandising that can get cash quickly into a band's coffers is vital really and why would you represent it with shit artwork because this is another reason why I did the show. The scene in Ireland at the moment is absolutely brimming with talented artists out there. Um, some of them I've mentioned on the show. If you're unsure, I've name dropped plenty of bands as well that have worked with artists. And all you have to do is just contact these bands and they will point you in the direction of an artist that they've used or they know of. And it is vital that you have the right artist working with you to help you get to the next stage, be it an EP or an album or a single, and have the art to represent that music. So there's plenty of artists out there that haven't been mentioned on the show. You know, get in touch with me if you think you need to be represented. I would gladly gladly give you a promotion um i couldn't get everybody on the show and uh, there's definitely some obvious ones missing but again i'll just say the circumstances that we find ourselves in at the moment aren't ideal every one of those artists out there need your help check out their their facebook pages their instagrams are easy enough to find and if you can um, buy some of their art and um, that's just my opinion. And I think, you know, the scene, the metal scene, we all go on about how great the metal scene is in Ireland, but also the Irish artists that are working out there at the moment are top class and producing quality, quality designs and paintings. So it has to be acknowledged. Just want to highlight that in these two episodes that i've had so i hope it gave um some people a lot of uh, perspective into creating a t-shirt and the imagination needed the collaboration between the artist and the band and the final step again is getting it out there to the fans which um, i used absurd merchandising as a good example for that so thanks again to everybody for listening to the show I'm going to leave you with one more track and it's from I suppose a relatively new band um, I'm not sure if many of you heard them before I particularly like them the name is unusual it's Dirt Bird spelled D-U-R-T B-U-R-D and in the band there are four pieces it's Jimmy on vocals Dave on guitar Jono on bass and Phil on drums they hail from league slip at boy and cavern and they've got like i think it's three singles 
out at the moment just check them out on youtube um for the singles and they were all kind of recorded live in what it looks like to be a cool recording studio uh, Jono, I believe, is the mixing, recording and miking legend with the band. So this is one of those tracks. It's called uh, Shuffle Monkey and it's a great song to leave the show with. Thanks to everybody for listening and thanks again to everybody that contributed to the show. And check out everything related to The Metal Cell on www.themetalcell.com and keep an eye on my social media as well because there will be more competitions coming through the next few weeks so that's it that's richie over and out stay safe stay positive and support your local metal scene